Reed's almost a year old now. He turns one in November. And I was like, if we don't have more kids, I'm kind of evolving out of the newborn baby phase. And Mm -hmm. there could be more time for myself to do things. But I don't even know what those things would be right now. The 28-year-old, 29-year-old me, pre-baby me, is not the 34-year-old me anymore. I've changed. My identity has been so much baby, 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 baby that it's like, who am I? Yeah. It almost makes me feel like I need to have another baby just so I can stay in this identity. Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Hello, Jade. Hello, hello everyone out there. Hope hello, everyone, everyone is out there doing well today. Okay, so Jade, I had an yes. idea today. Do you remember when we had Dr. Chopra on and she had these um optimism cards? Yeah. So I grabbed them on the way in and I feel like we should do an optimism card to start this off. I love that. She would love that too. Let's let's do one. Okay. Okay. Oh god. They just fell on the ground. Oh, is it like, are those the ones? Oh, like uh, <laughs> our tarot readers? The card yeah, is okay, calling I'm you. I'm going to just do the one that like ended up on the top. Ready? Okay. Take a moment to reflect and remember how badly you wanted something that you currently have today. Whatever comes up, it could be something really big or something really small. Reflect how badly you wish for it and take a moment to appreciate all the effort you made to manifest and realize it. You did it. Wow. That's a good one. You want to go first? I feel like to me, that's like, what did you want? Like so bad kids, which is perfect for this podcast, obviously. But then there was like a time that I was like, I didn't think I could have them. But then I manifested having them. I did it. So she says, I like it. <laughs> you manifested them so hard that they were uh, unexpected so pregnancies. Hard. Yes. God, I'm so good at manifesting. <laughs> they just like threw themselves in. Bloop, here I am. Oh, God, they did. I do feel like they did that. That's so funny. <laughs> They're like, you asked for me. But it comes up for you. What do you think about hmm. that? I don't know. I have to think about this. Hmm. Yours is really good. So now I'm like, well, what would mine be? I mean, I have, I have one that I think for you, but that's okay. silly. But like when you, so obviously like you were living in California and like you loved living in California and then you moved to Nashville with me for like five minutes and then you moved to Kansas City, but you were like Kansas City like wasn't like your style. Mm-hmm. And then, you, and you were like, God, I would like love to like live in California again. And now you do. That is true. We that's somehow. Like a small kind of thing. Especially I mean, because. I never thought Tanner would move out of Kansas City because he lived there since he was two. It's his home. I think eventually, who knows, like we may end up back there someday. I do think think so. He's a little, I think he's a little homesick, but he does love it here too. So what is he, like, is he missing his friends or like, like, what is it? I don't know because he doesn't have family there anymore. Yeah, no, his mom's here with us and his dad. His dad lives an hour away from Kansas City now. Oh, okay. His mom lives like 20 minutes down the road from us. It is like his friends, I think, in a way, but it's also just nostalgia. It's just, I don't know. He's just a little homesick in that way. Yeah. He long he longs for that, but everything has changed. So I'm like, even if you go, even if we moved back, your whole friend dynamic has changed. Yeah. So much. Everybody is so settled down now. And I'm like, you long for these like things that you think would happen, but I don't think that they, it's, we, if we move back, everything would be different. Right. It wouldn't be like when Tanner used to go out with his buddies every night. Or, yeah. Like, or it's like yeah. football. He thinks about like, it's because it's football season right now. So he thinks about all my yeah. friends tailgating or all of us getting oh, together yeah. on a Sunday and watching football. And yeah. it's just all everybody has kids now. Everything's so different, right. you, you know, so or, or they're getting married. Everybody is settling down. So, yeah, some days like maybe like one or two football Sundays, you're going to have that. But for the most part, people are busy now and things right. just look different and Good luck trying to watch football if your friends come over and bring their eight kids, you know, like. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. But no, I mean, he is still happy here. We're happy here. And we and it's just one of those conversations we had recently that's just like 
are we settling down here? Like when Emerson right. gets to grade school, like we would like her to probably stay in the same school. And so it's right. like, where do we see ourselves? Do we see ourselves here? Do we see ourselves somewhere else and settling down somewhere else for the kids? We have a grade schools in like a year. Well, so she, five? she's four. Emmy's right, four. But I mean, aren't you five when you go to kindergarten? So we're, so we're going to hold her back okay. and have her start late because her birthday's in August. August 17th. So either she would be the youngest in her grade or she would be the oldest. So we're going to have her be the oldest. So I don't know. It's called like red shirting, I guess. So she won't start first grade until she's turned seven. She'll be seven going into first grade. Just turned seven. Gotcha. Okay. So she still has technically two more years of preschool, like this year, next year, and then kindergarten. Gotcha. So yeah, so she she has quite a bit of time. We technically have like two to three years to decide. Really think about it. Yeah. And I told I, I'm like, I'm fine with like, he's the one that's like, once she's first grade, we decide. And I'm like, second grade, third grade, like Emerson can make friends anywhere. She's definitely oh, yeah. our child. Our child yeah. who we go, we go to the zoo and she finds a little best friend and runs around holding a hand with a strange, you know, just some kid. So yeah. it's more Brooks that I would be worried about. Like by the time Brooks is in first grade, we should just keep him in that group because he'll he's the one that like I feel like we'll have like best friends for life, you know, like yeah. cling to somebody and find somebody and that's his friends. Where Emerson, I think, is just like a little social butterfly. That's so funny. Bella is like she likes kids, but it's like if we go to the park or something, she kind of just like hangs out with me. I'm like, go play with people. And she's like, I'm just like going to be over here. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Emmy makes friends with anybody. She even, she'll make friends with like a 10-year-old boy. She'll be like, hey, you want to play Chase? And oh my she gosh. just like plays with like this so 10-year-old funny. boy at the park who's kind of looking at her like, who are you, kid? But then ends up playing with her. <laughs> That's so funny. Bella like hates boys at the park. She really? Yeah, she hates them. The other day, we well, not the other day, but like a month ago, we were at the park and there's this little girl and her brothers, and she was like, I don't want to play with those boys. Mommy, That I don't want to be around that boy. Those boys are weird. Those boys. And I was like, what? Why are you so judgy? <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. She was just like, uh-uh, not the boys. No. Which is so weird. Like, she has three older brothers and a younger brother. <laughs> she's like anti-boy. Yeah. yeah, that's strange. Do you think she would oh because God. she has – maybe she's just – doesn't want any more boy influence in her life. I don't know because lately, my God, my child. So Bella like makes up songs all the time and she has this new song she calls the penis song. And (laughs) I almost posted on social media the other day and I was like, how many people would this offend? But it goes something like this. I am a penis, penis. You are a penis, penis. We are a penis, penis. I am a penis. And it's like very catchy. And she sings it all the time. And this morning she was running around naked with our nanny and she was like, Carly, she's running around naked outside in the driveway singing I am the penis. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> oh my god. I mean, you kind of just got to let them figure it out, you know? I, I know. Guess. And it's you know those times that like, your kids do something where you're like, "Oh my gosh, like stop doing that." But then like and you're actually like in the other room like laughing. Yes. That's how that is to me. I'm yeah. just like, and then I find myself like singing the penis song. And then like my brother, I sent a video to my brother and him and his wife like sent it back, like singing the penis song. So now every day she thinks, you know, she's seen that video and she's like, let me see them sing the penis song. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> That's what's going on in our neck of the woods. She hates boys, <laughs> but she has a penis. So that's good or bad. I'm not, I don't even know. She's just like exploring the world. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's kind of an age where they they distinguish, you know, they understand that I have a certain body part and my brothers have a different body part. And they just kind of are like, they know that, I don't know, they just know there's like something different about it. So they, they're they very curious and you don't want to squash, oh, yeah. you don't want to squash the curiosity, but you also no, want to like. I also think it's funny. Yeah, and it's a good chance for th- to just teach them and yeah. also teach and then it's a good chance to teach them about consent and privacy and all that, but also not shame it. Just be like, yeah. There's penises and there's vulvas <laughs> and vaginas and yeah, right. that's what there is, you know. Right. And Charlie, man, the other day I was like changing. He's obsessed with my boobs and I would just go boob boob every time I'm like I'm changing my shirt. And the other day I was getting out of the shower and he just ran up to me and he just stuck his hand like 
I mean, right into my vagina. Like I couldn't, I mean, not really, but like all, like he was there. I, it sh- Cause I was turned around and it shocked me so bad. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he calls that a boob. I don't even know. It's, it's been like, I feel just like, it's like body exploration time over here in my house. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it happens. It, I think it's just that. It's definitely this age. They it's just so are funny. very curious. Very curious. Brooks will grab my boobs all the time, you know, especially if I'm nursing and he thinks oh, yeah. he'll, like, he'll look at me and be like, oh. And I'm like, yep, that's a boob. That's where Reed feeds, you know. But like my boobs aren't like ever down that. I mean, my boobs are not perky boobs, but they're not down to the floor quite yet. But like I – he still like tries to get he's just like he just wants to touch them even though like I am obviously like three feet taller than him he's like "Ooh, let me touch that like (laughs) no we're not touching those those are mine these are mommies (laughs) those are mommies oh my gosh it's so dumb um well today this is exciting we love doing this um episode because we are answering some of your questions and then at the end of our episode we're doing a good mom bad mom segment and actually a lot of you have sent in your good mom bad mom uh stories so those will be fun to read as well yeah I I need to start writing mine down when they happen because I felt like I had a good one for this episode and now I just can't remember but there was a bad mom moment the other day and I was like this would make a good example now I can't think of it I feel like I need to start writing down my like good mom Ones. Yeah, your mom. I feel wins. like I keep like, like I have them sometimes where I'm like, oh man, like I just did a really good job. But like most of the time, I feel like a bad mom. So, and those stick out more. It's like when someone like you can have a hundred comments telling you you're awesome, and you have one that like it says you suck, and then you're like, oh my god, do I suck? And that just like has more energy to it. I feel like bad mom moments have more energy to them. So I constantly feel like I'm in bad mom mode, but I do need to start just like almost like positively affirming my good mom moments. For sure. I I think there's something that I read one time that says our brains um, naturally seek out the negatives. And so I don't know. So it's like one of those things when Say you're like trying to stop smoking and you tell yourself, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to smoke. Your brain – or maybe this is – now Now I'm going backwards because your brain says – it only says like smoke. It only keeps the – like it says smoke. So you're supposed to say something like, I am smoke-free or something Mm. like that. But our brains seek out the negatives. And so it's like when we have like 100 people saying, you're doing an amazing job, and then one person comes in and just like rips you to shreds. It's like our brains cling to that for some reason. It's something in our neurological. Ugh. So it's like you have to retrain your brain to think positively. Oh, but yeah. like I think that's a good start, like writing those down for yourself so you can reflect on them. And, and Because just like- for the most part, I feel like being like being worried about being a bad mom actually makes you a good mom. Like so for the most part, mm-hmm. we're all yeah. like good moms. We just have these bad mom moments but in the retrospect like the bigger picture is that we're good moms right because if you didn't care you know right. if you weren't like oh my god i feel mom. so bad then yeah there might be <laughs> <laughs> you might want to reevaluate that exactly okay so i guess let's take a short break hear from one of our sponsors and when we come back we'll listen or we'll uh, answer some of y'all's burning questions <laughs> Okay, so question number one. What is the toughest part of motherhood? Uh. Hmm. I feel two things strongly. One, I feel like it's very exhausting. So as a human being, the only way to give is to like fill yourself up. And sometimes Mm -hmm. motherhood is so exhausting that you can't figure out how to fill yourself up in order to give. And so I would say... The toughest part of motherhood sometimes for me is feeling like I'm giving from an empty cup and it's really just because I'm like exhausted. Right. And then two, I think one thing that we do as moms that is super tough is we lose ourselves in motherhood instead Mm -hmm. of remembering that we're also a human being. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and so 
sometimes you kind of just forget like who you are. Those have been the two, like I think, toughest things for me in motherhood. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. The sacrifice, you know, and and we obviously do it because we love our children and we would do it forever for them. Right. But the sacrifice, I I think when you become a new mom, especially, you're not fully aware of how much it's going to ask of you, Mm -hmm. you know, how much you have to keep digging deeper some days and you're like, I have nothing left but somehow we just still <laughs> right. find it because we yeah, have but to. where is it? Where does it come from? It's amazing. It's from, I don't know, the depths of, I don't know, your soul somewhere, your yeah. love, your love like for the, your kid. There's like a stash somewhere, like the extra <sighs> chip bag that you find behind all the other oh, ones yeah. <laughs> when you just want chips. So yeah, somewhere within that well, like somehow it's yeah. just deeper than we think it is. It's like a floor falls down and you can still dig out of it somewhere but yeah but as you said as you said though then we have to make sure that we're not completely burnt out because Mm -hmm. burnout is real motherhood burnout is so crazy and so then we have to try to find time to like okay I have all this on my plate but now I have to find room for myself somewhere too so I can still have this plate right you know otherwise that's gonna all break apart so it's like finding sacrificing but finding the time to keep your own cup full yeah and then like you said I just had this conversation with Tanner yesterday actually because I was like some we had a going away party thrown by um our old neighbors before we moved and one of our neighbors we were having this conversation she was like so tell me your hobbies like what do you like to do you know and I was like I don't know. <laughs> and she's like, you don't know? And I was like, I don't even know anymore. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, I understand. She's like, I know you're like in that busy phase, right? Your kids are little and and all of it, all like so much of your energy is required to take care of them. She goes, but what you should figure out what your hobbies are. And it like really like almost made me cry. I was like, ugh. And so I was telling Tanner yesterday, I was Reed's almost a year old now. He turns one in November. And I was like, if we don't have more kids, I'm kind of evolving out of the newborn baby phase and Mm -hmm. there could be more time for myself to do things but I don't even know what those things would be right now the 28 year old 29 year old me pre-baby me is not the 34 year old me anymore I've changed and so I don't even know what those things are and my identity has been so much baby 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 right that it's like who am I and I feel like that happens in motherhood but now that my motherhood is evolving I don't even know who I am past that anymore it's like yeah it almost makes me feel like I need to have another baby just so I can stay in this identity (laughs) it's very weird yeah I um was talking to my mom about that the other day she's 60 something 66 I don't know did I just age her? I have no idea. <laughs> she uh, was ta- talking to me about the same thing. She was like, you know, my dad and her have this popcorn shop and she loves it. But her whole job with the popcorn shop was like setting it up and decorating and, you know, doing the doing murals on the walls. And like she was like the, you know, interior designer of the whole space. Mm-hmm. So then when that was done, she was kind of like, well, what? I don't really have a job anymore. Like. I don't want to work it because that doesn't fulfill her. And she used to like when they moved, she was working in Dallas for like a charity and she was helping out old people and getting their needs met and all these things. And that was like, you know, giving her like purpose. And so she was like, I don't know what my purpose is anymore. And my mom, um, she makes art for the um, she's also an artist. She went to I mean, she was an interior designer in college and everything, but she took art classes and all this stuff. And she still makes art to sell in the popcorn shop. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get her art classes because maybe she would, you know, find some new technique or just feel good about like doing, you know, sometimes even just taking a different road home, like gives you life. So I was like, maybe just doing something different or being in a different environment will like inspire her or fulfill her in a different way. And I called her and I was like, mom, I just did something impulsive for you. And she's like, what? I said, I just bought you some art classes. She's like, I'm ready. And I was like, really? Aww. And she's like, yes. When does it start? And I was like, it starts actually, what day? It starts on Thursday. And she's like, I'm so excited. And she goes, this is so crazy. I was talking to my brother yesterday. And I said to him, 
you know, I just, I feel like I've kind of lost my way and I can't figure out what I'm doing anymore. And she was like, I just need to sign myself up for smart classes. <laughs> I was like, whoa, if that isn't like some type of universally connected yeah. thing, I don't know what is, but she's so excited. And, but you know, she, it, she's just like, she's still going through the same thing when she's 60 mm. years old that we are in our thirties, you know, like who am I? Like I've lost myself in maybe not newborn motherhood, but in, you know, helping me be a new mother right. for the past, you know, new grandmahood and helping my dad at the store and giving to everybody else. Yeah. Any new stage of life. And I do think sometimes that is a fault of ours as women is we love to give. And oh, yeah. sometimes we just have a heart. We'd give and we give and we give. And then we are like, well, I haven't been giving to myself. And we kind of find ourselves in those, well, now what kind of phase, yeah. you know, or, and so then we have to figure it out and I'm excited. Like I am excited to figure out what the next thing is for me. And obviously I, my children are still young and still need me and it's just a different phase, but it feels like it's going to give me more room for myself. And I just don't know what that is yet, but I do think that's one of the harder parts of motherhood. Motherhood is the identity mm-hmm. and your mom is a mo- mom, you know, she's just an older yeah. mom now. So this right. is something she's going through because she's a, a mom who has adult children, you know, right. so she's trying to figure I've given my whole lo- lo- life, uh, you know, the stage of my life so long to my children. And now I have adult children who don't need right. me as much. So right. she's got this whole open floor for herself that she she gets to figure out. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting how mm-hmm. we all, I mean, we really do go through the same type of things just in different phases of life. Yeah. But anyway, that was like a long like <laughs> explanation for a small question. But that's okay. All right. I'll ask this one because this is something that we're, re- we're currently going through. And this question okay. is, Tips for transitioning your toddler into a big kid bed. Oh, gosh. Because we are currently, just we just bought Brooks his big boy bed. Oh, God, you did. We, yeah, because he, so Reed, we only have one crib. And Reed was sleeping in our room for so long. And then when we moved here, we moved Brooks out of the crib and Reed into the crib. So then uh-huh. in Brooks's room, we needed a bed. And so he was this poor kid was sleeping in the pack and play mm-hmm. um, until we got uh, a bed that just got delivered because oh everything is on back order, I swear, in this world oh right gosh. now. How did how did you do it for Emmy? Like what? I know you had that big like floor bed. Yeah. And she still has that bed. And Brooks has been sleeping in his for like three nights now. And he's done really good. He only cried for one nap. And then now he's like totally fine with it. Uh, it's pretty crazy. But I mean, it was <laughs> yeah. kind of the same oh. way. But we really did prep. We watched a lot of like videos that are like, getting your big kid bed uh-huh. or, and we read lots of books, lots of books about it. And I think it helped Brooks just to know that Emmy sleeps in a bed. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He knows that. And so he does really well. We have just continued his regular bedtime routine mm-hmm. and we do have a like stair gate or a baby gate on his door. Yeah. So if he does open it, like he can't wander out because our yeah, stairs are right there too. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like for his safety at yeah. night, but he hasn't wandered out. But wow. just lots of prep. Yeah. Just lots of preparation. I think just talking about it and normalizing it and keeping the same routine as much as possible. And we went and let him, I think you did this with Bella too, but we went and let um, our kids go out and pick out their own bedding and made it mm-hmm. like super special. Like we had a super, we had a big special day for Brooks where we we went to Target and he got to like pick out his own sheets, his own mm-hmm. pillows, his own decorations for his room and his comforter and everything. And we got to help. He got to like help set it up and we got him all excited. And I think that that just like helps. And I think just knowing when your kid is ready. So yeah. Um, cause he's just a little over two and I feel like he was a little bit more ready than Emmy was at that age. Um, I think we moved her at closer to three, um, to Ugh. her big girl room. Yeah. It's a hard, it is a hard transition, but the good news is they do eventually adapt. Yeah. No. And yeah, I mean, they got a, somebody told me the other day, they were in my Instagram, they're like, good luck with that. And I'm like. Was he supposed to stay in his crib forever? Like, he's right. got to go at some point. What right. do you mean good luck with that? He's not going to be a 17-year-old sleeping in a crib. 
<laughs> or shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, we so I think last time we were we I had talked about how I Charlie was getting out of his crib, so we made it into a toddler bed, and it was just like an absolute disaster zone. And it was because he wasn't yeah. ready, but I just didn't know like um what the other options were. You know, like if he's yeah. jumping out of his crib, like what what do you do? Because it's dangerous, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm I ended up putting the side of the crib back on and getting one of those tent things that looks like a mosquito net. Yeah. So he can't escape. And Bella sleeps in like a mattress like right next to his crib. So now they do sleep next to each other. But it's been four nights in a row. And because Bella really like every single night would just scream for me, scream for me, scream for me. And it's been four nights and they have slept both through the night and Bella just wakes up in the morning and comes to the door and she's like, mommy, mommy, like it's huge. But to me, like even the transition of Bella kind of used to sleep in the same, she used to sleep in a room by herself for like five seconds and then she started going to her dad's for like every other weekend and that just screwed things up and then she's sleeping with him she's sleeping and I was just like, I can't do this anymore. So I feel like it's taken God, it has taken so long to get Bella like on the right track, but we're now in like right track land. And yesterday morning, Charlie woke up and he was screaming, screaming, and Bella, this is so sweet. I hear, I hear her through the monitor go, Charlie, Charlie, it's okay. It's okay. I'm right here. Aww, I was like, oh yeah, so that was so sweet. But I mean, you know, you were right about like, even knowing when they're ready, it's almost like potty training. You like you just kind of mm-hmm. if they're showing the signs of being ready, then maybe try. And if it doesn't work, like I thought maybe because Charlie was jumping out of his crib that he was ready, but he's like mentally not ready for that. He just wants to run around and play with all the toys. Right. So yeah. Like, and so maybe you just have to just have to wait. Go back. I'm gonna wait yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah, but just, for right yeah, now that, it's good. I think that that's there's a lot of truth to that. To that, just like potty training, yeah. every kid is different, and you'll know when they're ready. And if you try it, and then they're not, then you can just go back to it later. Right. And that's kind of I feel like this too. And I and it makes sense that Bella kind of went through like a period where it was hard for her, but that's because there was so much change going so on. So much, yeah. So I feel too. It's like if someone's out there and they're like, I'm ready to you know, try to put my kid in a big kid bed. And if there's a lot of change going on in your life, I mm-hmm. wouldn't try it at the same yeah, time. Like, so true. Don't do it when you're about to have another baby. Don't right. do it if you're about to do something big, you know, that may be yeah, just even too like much change for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But man, that transition is, that's rough. And it's rough on everybody, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, it's not just I mean, rough it, on the kid. It's rough on you. It's rough on like every, oh, yes. oh, but that's ex- I mean that's exciting that he's in a big boy bed because that means oh, he's growing up. Oh, it's so sad. I know it. It got me really emotional. I w- I told Tanner I was like, is it weird that like this is oddly sad to me because he's just look at him. He's such a big boy. Like yeah. when did he? When did when did this happen to him? Like bleh. Right. It's so weird. But it's so sweet. He's been so cute. When I go in in the morning, he's laying in his bed. He was laying at the. He started out at the foot of the bed though last night, and he was when I went in there this morning. He was at the. Uh, or no, he started at the head of the bed, and this morning he was at the foot of the bed. I was like, how'd you flip around? <laughs> but he was Typical still in there. Kid. Oh, my God. Okay, here's a random. This is just a random one. What is your favorite guilty pleasure? Hmm. Shopping. Oh, man. God, I love shopping. I don't know. I really love I shopping. actually don't buy a lot for myself. Shopping for my kids, maybe? Is that a guilty pleasure? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you overshot, like today I was in Target and I was like, Do- does Bella need this jacket? No. Do- is Bella getting this jacket? Yes. Because that's the Target way, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Oh my God, don't go to Target. If, I do yeah. have a guilty pleasure of like, yeah, like buying, my- like whenever I go to Target, I always get Bella like an LOL and I always get Charlie like a little car. That's like a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Um, but also um, I do like, I do like clothes. Like if I'm going on a trip, like I get really excited about buying new clothes for that trip. Like I don't go in the clothes that I have. Yeah, I get that. Also, um, I really love to... chocolate. But so do Ditto. you. Ditto. <laughs> Ditto. Chocolate. And I have like, to have chocolate almost every day. And like whenever I don't have the kids, like for a weekend, like if Evan has the kids, 
I really like just sitting on the couch the entire day and watching like a series, like maybe the whole thing. That sounds incredible. And like ordering like lunch takeout and dinner takeout. Mm. Yeah, that's a guilty play. I get ex- I I get very excited about that day that I just sit there. That sounds amazing. It really I could is. definitely indulge in that. It really is nice. Come on over. Isn't it fun though when you and you are say like you're home alone and you get to order food and oh, you get yeah. to order whatever you want. Oh my gosh. And yes. you order like food for three people just because you can. Oh yes. <laughs> and that's just for you. Yes. Like if I'm ordering I Indian, I get like two different, like I'll get like tiki masala and then I'll get like chicken korma just so I could be like, I don't know which one I want, but I'm gonna have both. And then like maybe I'll have both like tomorrow and the next day. And then maybe in between yeah. that I'm then ordering you have pizza. Yeah, no, I get excited about that. I order far too much takeout. Far too, I don't, I just, it's so hard to cook as a single mom, like for your kids. I just, I can't figure out in this stage of life how to even do it. I feel you. I I just don't do it. (laughs) I just don't. I feel you. We order like a lot or like do chicken nuggets. I can handle that. Chicken nuggets. I'm cutting up fruit and vegetables. I can handle that. But other things like I just don't even understand like. The only time I used to cook was when Evan would be watching the kids while I was cooking, and that doesn't happen anymore. So here we are. Pizza and chicken. You got to do what you got to do. You know what? They're fine. (laughs) They're totally fine. Okay. Somebody wants to know our thoughts on sex with a newborn in the room. Oh, gosh. I mean, if you can stay quiet, I don't see why you wouldn't. So I feel like I'd be loud and wake the newborn up. <laughs> Not that I'm like super loud, but I would definitely like Carly's make having noises. headboard banging sex over here with the. Well, I mean, like maybe vocals or be like <laughs> no sad, mo- moans or yes. something. No, yeah, you would have to be quiet because then what's the? I don't know that I've ever had like silent sex. Yeah, you'd have to. It'd be. Maybe th- maybe that's like part of the turn on though. Is like how quiet can oh, we yeah. be? Oh yeah, that's like a, it's like you a know? game. But that would have to be yeah. every, like every time. Like if your newborn slept in the room with you, which most do, that would have to be like right. every time. I think just go in a different room. Yeah, maybe yeah. If your newborn's sleeping, you just kind of tiptoe out and go somewhere. Are else. we talking about the newborn's awake? No, I know. I think it means the newborn's asleep. Okay. Like it was, it's weird enough like having your dog look at you. Like I can't imagine like if your newborn woke up and was like, <laughs> you got to stop. You just have to stop. So I'm just imagining this case, like the newborn sleeping and it's bassinet, right? Okay. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, well, we're technically kind of alone. Is this the time we can get some hanky panky? Yeah, you should do it. So I have done this before with Emerson, like Tanner and I have probably a couple times had this happen where she was sleeping in the bassinet next to us, but I haven't with any of the other babies. And that's probably just because I just, my libido is not as great as it used to be. So I'm probably like, well, no, the baby's sleeping. (laughs) Right. Good excuse. But I don't think there's anything necessarily, necessarily wrong with it. But if you don't want to, then like if say like your husband's like, well, we should, it's fine. It's fine. And you don't want to, then just go, yeah, go to the other room. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's more freedom in going to a different room. But if it's kind of exciting to play the game, how quiet can we be? Then you should do it. Yeah. And I know it's hard for me. Like, I like, if, if we had like decided that we were going to have like sex that night and all the kids were asleep and then I hear like Reed wake up, I, I I'm like, I can't like, Oh, no. You got to stop. I can't stay in the moment. I'm like, oh, God, the baby. No, but the baby is crying. So I understand how it's hard sometimes if you leave the room, then you're like, well, then what if the baby starts crying? Yeah, that's true. That's hard. It's hard. It's a hard stage of life. It's so hard. But it's actually awesome that you want to have sex in newborn stage. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I don't see anything wrong with it. Like no. your baby has no idea what's going on, you know, until, I mean, newborn stage for like, if your baby's like six months old, like, like you said, it's kind of weird if they like sit up and like stare at you. <laughs> don't do that. But I might don't feel like, don't do uh, that to anyone. Yeah, I might, I would just personally feel weirded out, but like it's not yeah. going to traumatize your baby. Right. <laughs> and they're in therapy like later in life. And then when I was six <laughs> months old, I feel like maybe I saw my parents having sex. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god uh, i'm so glad ne- none of our kids have walked in on us oh gosh yeah no no yeah, yeah that, no Mm-mm. okay so let's take another quick break and then when we come back let's do this fun bad mom good mom uh highs and lows of the week segment Okay, so we're back with our Bad Mom, Good Mom segment. Bad Mom, Good Mom. What are your highs and lows of being a mom this week? What are yours, Jade? Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) My highs are that um, I actually had a lot of fun going with Brooks and having one-on-one time with him at Target. And it was fun. We – he got a little cake pop at the Starbucks and the Target. And, oh, cute. Um, you could tell he was he was like, oh, we don't do this very often. You know, we don't have a lot of one-on-one time with our kids, I feel. And so he, he really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. It was fun setting up his bed. And that was like – felt like a good mom moment. Like we yeah, got for some sure. cute, cute one-on-one time and um, made him feel special. And my bad mom moments are just like – I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I just always feel like I am just behind. I just yeah. feel like I'm always like losing. I have ten balls to juggle, and I'm juggling seven, and three are just on. They're just rolling. They're not even. Yes. Yeah, I, I can't it. keep up. That's what I feel like. I feel like I just can't keep up. And I've started like researching slow living. I'm like, I just need to slow down what and trying to do like slow living, but it's so hard in our world. And yeah, I just feel like I can't, everything's going 100 miles per hour and I just can't keep up. Yeah, no, I, I agree. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> so it's not like specifically, it's just like you just feel like you're behind. Uh, it's everything. It's everything. It's all the It things. is. I feel like, yeah. I just can't keep up. I don't know. Okay, let's see. I'm probably opposite from you. Okay, I'm going to start with bad mom because I have one. So I put this on my Instagram, but I didn't put the yelling that I did. I was bad mom. But was I? Yes, I was. I should have handled it better. So the other day, I was in the kitchen making the kids dinner, and I heard Bella. So our house is just kind of all like one I mean, there's an upstairs, but there's like everything is like one big room, like the living room, the dining room and the kitchen are all like in the same. It's like long, skinny. And then we have one room. My room's downstairs kind of in the kitchen. There's a room in the front of the house. So I hear Bella go from the living room into the other room and she's like, come on, Charlie, come in this room with me. And she closes the door. I'm like, OK, which is like it It came from like the gut feeling of like, that's a little off, but like, that's kind of cute. Like they're going to go play in that room. But like, obviously I'm going to go check on them in a minute because like they probably shouldn't have a door closed, but I'm just like going to allow it to happen. So like make some food. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to like go check on them. And Bella had a marker in her hand and she was just coloring all over the door when I walked in and this is the second time she's done this to me in this house she did it to me (laughs) she did it to me sorry (laughs) she's done this to my walls I pay for these walls um she did it in our last house which was a rental so I guess it's better that I own the walls that I can paint over now instead of having to pay someone to do that I'll do it myself but she was like she just had a time. She was painting all over. She was drawn all over the door. She'd driven all, drawn all over my white desk. She'd drawn all over, which actually part of it made me even more mad because some of the things she drew were like very cute. <laughs> like she drew these little figures like with the hair and the faces and legs and they looked like little trolls and like those were really cute. And so I was like mad that I couldn't frame that. <laughs> <laughs> but I walked Just stick in. a frame around that part of the, the wall. <laughs> I guess. And that's one way to deal with it. But I was so, I mean, I was fuming because I just, mm. she, you know, like, it's so hard because you want your older child to like teach your younger child like good things. And in that moment, I, she, you know, she's like, let's jump off the couch, Charlie. And I'm like, st- please stop teaching him to jump off the couch. Like, or please stop to like, hey, Charlie, let's go pour this drink out. And and then it's like all over the floor. And I'm like, Bella, like, be, stop it. Like, teach him the good <laughs> stuff. 
And so I was just like, oh my gosh, now he knows. But I went in and I and I screamed like really loud. I was like, what are you doing in here? I was like, you know better than this. You've done this before. <laughs> Where did you find that marker? Oh no. And then I was like, okay. And she started crying. And then I like walked out and I was like, oh my God, you have got to calm down. So I walked back and I was like, Bella, we have got to clean this up. And I was like, why did you color all over the walls? And she made up some story that made no sense about going outside. And then I, and she couldn't open the door. It like literally had nothing to do with anything. I was like, this was she going to go color the world? I don't know. I was like, this doesn't have any, this excuse has nothing to do with you drawing in this room. Bless her heart though. Oh gosh. And, and then she, I was like, why did you do that? And she's like, cause I love you. And I was like, you drew on the walls because you love me. And she's like, yes. And I was like, ah. So I yelled really loud. And then I felt really bad because I should have not, I shouldn't have yelled. So <laughs> I mean, it's funny now. It wasn't funny then because it just because like right when we moved in this house, she, drew all over everything and and she just like knows better i i mean is it for attention is it because she just is an artist and she wanted to make the walls look better she does hate the color white and we have like all white everywhere so she's she hates white yeah she tells me all the time she's like mommy i don't like that house because it's white (laughs) like she thinks it's boring she's like it needs to be a color like okay yeah yeah Yeah. she just hates it and like the whole house is white it's so funny um (laughs) but yeah that was not that was a bad that was a bad reaction i haven't had that yelly of a reaction in like a really long time it's caught me so off guard and i just dealt with it very poorly good mom wise (laughs) what have i done oh gosh i don't i mean they are fed they are (laughs) clothed (laughs) they're happy but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's been like what, like just a crazy week. Like Charlie's been taking off his diaper, peeing on everything and <laughs> actually usually deal with that. Okay. I'm like, no, Charlie and I kind of think it's funny because he just feels so free, like not having a diaper on. Actually, yesterday it was really cute because she was, he's peeing outside and Bella loves to say like, mommy, Charlie's peeing. She loves to like tattle on him. And so yesterday she's like, mommy, Charlie's peeing. And then she went and grabbed, you know, those like little tiny potties or whatever they use for potty training. And she brought it outside and she was like, Charlie, if you need to go pee pee, you need to go pee pee in this and you need to put your penis in the hole. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, good. I don't even have to parent. She's doing it for me. Um, She'll teach him. Yeah, she's teaching him. In, in what I was gonna say about that is in moments like that, I realized that I have been like a good mom because she now knows like, Okay, when you go over here, you pee pee in the potty. Like, don't pee pee on the floor. I'm like, okay, I've like, I've taught some good things. <laughs> <laughs> but we did like You're crafts a- yesterday. We made a necklace, yeah. and you know, we we have spent some time. Like when Charlie's asleep and stuff. Like, I've I've made sure to like spend more time like doing things with her that are like intimate things instead of just yeah, you know. Now you're watching. TV you're a or great something. mom. We know that, okay. you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you are. I mean, I think that's like the thing. so we're all, loud. It was so loud. We're- <laughs> I yelled. Oh, gosh. Uh, okay, so we have some of y'all's uh, highs and lows of being a mom, good mom, bad mom situations here. Oh, no, this is a sad one. Okay, I'm going to, there's like five that we're just going to go ahead and read. Okay, so Emily says she's barely surviving because they all have lice from daycare. That is a nightmare. Ugh, that makes did you ever me have like, lice? Ugh, yes. Yeah, I did too. Once as a kid. Yeah. Oh gosh, and those like little combs. Uh, it's terrible. And the shampoo that they. Uh, oh, and- terrible. Oh man, I'm sorry, Emily. That is, you're allowed to be whatever type. Of, I mean, you're allowed to anyway. But you're allowed to be a bad mom this week because that's really freaking hard to deal with. And just oh gosh, I just oh. The little white things in your hair. Oh, God. It's That's so gross. Why so... does it exist? Why does why did, lice exist? Why does it exist? And why it's like one person gets it and then everybody has it. Ugh. Yeah. Like f- yeah. Fleas. Ugh. Fleas on people. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry. Emily, I'm so sorry. All right. This one is from Alyssa. And she said, I feel like a bad mom. My kids won't listen and I'm losing it. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I think that's like a universal like 
We stand in solidarity. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was listening oh. to this podcast today and this lady was talking about like how to deal with like she was a psychiatrist talking about how to deal with moments like that instead of yelling. But like when your kids won't listen and being like, I understand why you're doing that. And like I get that, but it's so hard. Like when your kids don't listen, your reaction is to be like, oh my gosh, just listen to me or like stop doing that or whatever. And she was saying to be like, like if a kid comes up to you and like is like, I'm scratching you, I'm scratching you to be like, oh, I can see that you're scratching me. Huh? Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna let you scratch me, but I understand right. why you're scratching me. And I was like, who the F can do that? Nobody. Gentle parenting is a lot of work. And, I I, don't and we're even all human. Get it. I don't even get it. I'm losing. I'm with you, Alyssa. I feel like I'm losing it most of the time when the kids well, don't listen. We're, we're all normal. And even if you're like, even if you can do that for like, say you're really good at keeping your cool and you can do it nine out of 10 times, you're still going to have that time where it's like, okay, I need a quick fix. This isn't working. And you snap, you know, because sometimes you got to have that like, no, you know, like that quick fix. And I think you can still be firm with your kids and not, I mean, I don't think gentle parenting always has to be like, well, I'm going to, you're, I'm not going to let you scratch me, you know, like, and you don't have to always be like that. It can just be like, you scratch me. Right, right. It doesn't have to be so like, yeah, but it can just be very firm boundary. Ah. Like, like you don't have to necessarily shame them, but I'm not going to let you scratch me. I'm going to sit you right here and keep myself safe, you know, but then what do you do? When they don't listen to that and then I, they I get up. But, you know, it's just she like. She says you keep doing it. You keep like the technique of like, I won't right. let you do that. Or like, let me go. I'm not going to let you stand on the table. So let's get off the table. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't even know. She probably is listening to this hating me. No, she's no, not I mean, I love, I love gentle parenting, but it, 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 we're all human. We're all, I mean, I yell at my kids sometimes. I'm not like that person that's like, I never yell at my kids. Sometimes they just get to you. It triggers something or you you have no time to do the gentle parenting because it takes a lot of patience and time. And sometimes you sometimes you just got to have the quick nip it in the bud and it, sometimes it's just a yell, you know. Sometimes that mama yelling comes out and and it is what it is. You know, your kids are going to be a-okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this is a good mom. I'm ready for a good mom. Shawnee says, Good mama here. My 17-month-old went down the big slide alone and is talking up a storm. That's awesome. Going down the slide by yourself is a big deal. That's like major overcoming fear. Emmy took forever. Brooks has no fear. But Emmy, she was very cautious about it. She didn't go down the slide by herself till she was like two and a half. Oh, yeah. Bella even sometimes is still like (laughs) she's on the top of a slide the other day and she's like, mom. Because it was one of the ones that like, you know, like swerve or twirl, like windy, I don't, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Spiral. Yeah, spiral. And she's like, mommy, are you down there? Are you down there, mom? (laughs) Yes, I'm right here. Okay. Okay. Do you think it's going to be fast? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'm going to do it. Okay. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. But that, no, that's great. Those little transitions of like. When the kids decides to be a little bit fearless and and they are a more cautious child is is huge. And talking up a storm is huge too because sometimes kids just take forever to talk. Charlie's finally just now, I can tell like every week he says a few more words and it's taken him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's talked a little bit, but now he like is re- he's a little bit more fearless when it comes to talking. So I mean, some kids are just more internal, you know, like mm-hmm. – just depends on your kid. Let's see here. This one is from a Carly. Are they are there two says, Carlys on this? There's two Carlys. Wow. So Carly, Carly with an I. Ooh, that's cool. Ooh, she's a, she's a cool Carly. <laughs> she's a cool Carly. <laughs> um, she says, bad mom. For three weeks now, I've had severe morning sickness and can't take care of my two-year-old. Oh, I'm sorry. That, I know that feeling. That is not yeah. a bad mom. That's like. No. That's. It's so hard, though, to not feel life. like it because no, your it. kid wants you and you're right. just so sick and you feel like you're not contributing to their growth or their needs. And yeah. It's so hard. I remember that feeling. Just that feeling guilty about it. so hard. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you have to like – you have to take care of yourself at that point. And sometimes you literally can't do any – You, the morning sickness is constant. Right. You know, you don't have any moments of relief. And right. And so Oof. Those, those are definitely – I think we've talked about it before. It's just a survival stage. Like, it's okay if you have to just, like, watch movies with your kid, you know? If you're just on the – if you can't get up from the couch because you're so sick. Yes. Just survive. It it is just – it doesn't feel like it now because that just sucks. But it is just a little transition phase that will go away. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't make it any less easier. It just sucks. Okay. There's – okay. So there's another Carly. I'm adjusting to life with a 22-month-old. This is Carly with a Y. So she's cool like me, but not not individual like the I. Okay. I'm still adjusting to life with a 22-month-old and one-month-old. Oh, oof. Hard. I felt like dirt yesterday because other than food, diaper changes, and nap bedtime, my toddler got almost no attention. She handled it beautifully, but I still feel like trash parent because of it. It's that same. I We get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that again, that to me is just like it's just like a phase. Actually, you know, it's a phase that kind of lasts though. There's then days that you know I have to give like Charlie doesn't feel good, and so he gets like a ton of attention, and Bella doesn't get that much attention. But that just you know one day that'll flip flop, you know, right, right. So don't feel like a trash parents. It's just sometimes you just kind of have to survive and get by, and your kids going to be fine you know your kid isn't going to remember the days that they they'll probably think it was really fun that they got to watch ipad and tv (laughs) and and actually not mad at you they're probably like can i do that more often (laughs) yeah and i think like if gosh 22 months old is a is a hard age to try to do this with but i mean you can try to like incorporate them into something like have them go get a diaper for you or yeah. you know help you with the baby somehow totally. and um baby wearing helps too so like if you need if you feel like you're not spending enough time with your 22 month old like if you have a baby wrap put your baby in the baby wrap mm-hmm. and try to but it's it's so hard and just don't put so much pressure on yourself you know it's you're doing the best you can and your child loves you so much your child's not looking at you like mommy doesn't look at me today you know mommy hasn't looked at me today like they know they're loved right so and this time two shall pass yeah and I think the segment is good to have because it just shows like we're all going through something that's hard and we all Mm -hmm. have struggles that makes us feel like a bad mom and these kind of struggles like we talked about actually make you a good mom because you're you you know because you you're you worry about it yeah. And it just shows right there how much you love your kids and it right. shows how much you are a good mom. So Agreed. in reality, all of these are good mom moments because we're just doing the best we can with what we have, you know. And Agreed. At the end of the day, if your kid feel, feels loved and they're fed, you're, you are a good mom. There are moments where you will have more time to do all those things that you feel like you should be doing. And some of them are things that – Maybe you should take off your plate. Right. Well, you guys, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. Also, please uh, send us your good mom, bad mom moments. You can also leave them on a voicemail, 844-844-MOMS. Also, you can leave questions there for us. Feel free to also reach out on our Instagram. Uh, You can send us personally questions or you can send them to our Mommies Tell All uh, podcast Instagram. And please subscribe and tell your friends about Mommies Tell All. That's my soap ops. All right. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next week.